This podcast is for you if you want to learn about the wonderful and wacky world of the English language and the people who speak it. If you want to learn English, speak English, and understand different speakers of English, then you're in the right place and you're going to love our podcast episode today. Welcome to English World with Chris Americos. We are a team of language lovers, expert teachers, and native speakers who are on a mission to help people around the world speak English and show the world their true value. We correct mistakes, practice pronunciation, and explore grammar rules while drinking coffee and having fun. So get comfortable, relax, grab a pen and paper, and welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by English Every Day, an unlimited speaking practice program where you can join live speaking practice lessons with professional native teachers five times every day. There are a lot of courses on the internet and a lot of useful videos too, but the one thing that is missing for most English learners is practice. And if you need speaking practice, then English Every Day is for you. So click the link in the description or go to chrisamericoast.com to learn more today. EK is here with us today, and EK has done a lot of research on this topic. He's made a lot of videos on this topic. That's what caught my attention, his YouTube channel, What's Good English. And uh, yeah, EK, tell us a little bit more about, you know, your experience here. My name's EK. Uh, yeah, I go by What's Good English on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Um, I think I'm the most followed on TikTok. Um, and I talk a lot about language stuff. Um, I talk, made tons of videos about African-American English, African-American vernacular English. Um, it's got multiple different <laughs> names, um, black English, whatever. But um, basically the way it started was um, I was learning Spanish in like 2020. I wanted to sort of give back to like that language learning community of youtube you know i was watching all these different content creators make videos about you know how to do this with your target language and that and everything and i was like you know i want to i want to make something like that um uh and i wanted to talk about you know maybe some of the quirkier stuff uh that comes with the english language um yeah. like some of you know the uh, the different phrases and stuff like that that we say and like also talk about, you know, African-American English because, you know, it's the language, the version of English that I grew up, you know, speaking um, <clears throat> with my mother, um, my aunts, uncles, cousins, everything. And like my immediate family is the, you know, it's my native language. Um, and I wanted to show people that, you know, it, there are rules to it, you know, there, there's a system behind it, you know, it's possible to say something wrong and incorrect um, in that version of English, and that it's not just, you know, a collection of slang and bad grammar, which is what a lot of people kind of, you know, refer to it as. Um, so, yeah. so that was yeah. actually one of my questions. Is it A-A-E, A-A-V-E, or A-A-L, or... Like, right? Like, yeah. how do you, what do you think the name should be? <laughs> All right. So I'm wearing a, a hoodie. That says uh -huh. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. So for everybody who's just listening later, his hoodie just says A-A-V-E on it. So I guess yeah. that's the one you think it should be. Um, actually, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> well, okay. So the, the official, um, the official title of it is African-American English. Um, or, that, or I shouldn't say official. The most up-to-date title is African-American English. I think AAVE, African-American Vernacular English is the more, uh, widely known, um, uh, title that people use to refer to it. I actually had this conversation about a year ago, um, when I was interviewing a, uh, a speech pathologist for my channel, um, Dr. Diana Latimer Hearn. And, um, she let me know. She was like, yeah, the most updated one is AAE. Um, but it's cool. Like all of that stuff is cool. As long as you're not calling it, you know, bad grammar, we're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, cool. So then, so for you, the name isn't like a touchy subject or something, right? No, 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 not at all. Um, I mean, if you want to refer to it as like Ebonics, which is like a, an old term from like the 90s, like the, the only thing that like kind of has me turning sideways is like somebody brings up and calls it like Negro English. That was like okay. way back in the 70s. It's like, whoa. <laughs> you hear like some old politicians and stuff like that say it like, uh, I think when Obama was president, 
um some one of the congressmen was or something was was saying something like oh well, obama can communicate negro english <laughs> and everybody just collectively went huh <laughs> so i have an i have a question about that um the term ebonics is right. that derogatory because i've heard i've heard both ways i've heard some people say uh whatever nobody cares and some people say that it like you shouldn't say that um, no, it's not. It's not really derogatory. It, it can be used in like a derogatory way, the same way that you can use, you know, pretty much any word in a derogatory manner, you know, depending on how you say it and the way you say it and everything. But um, so Ebonics, uh, that came from uh, I forget the person's name who coined it, um, but it came from just taking the, the word ebony and phonics and putting together ebony phonics, Ebonics. Um, right. But yeah, that's what they uh it came about because you know researchers back in like the 70s uh who originally started studying what was called you know negro negro english back in the day like they needed to um name it they needed to come up with something some title for it um so they chose ebony phonics which made tons of sense the reason why it got so, such a bad rep and like a bad connotation was because in the 90s the open school board um tried to um they tried to legitimize it basically by um uh trying to set up these classes for speakers of ebonics to help like help them learn the code switch basically help them learn what people refer to as standard english um and by recognizing it officially saying yeah these kids speak ebonics and we need to get them to speak you know standard english um people like the the mass media cycle went crazy with it like it was one of cnn's biggest stories at the time because cnn was just like this really small cable news network that nobody really thought would take off back in the day and people were asking lots of disingenuous questions like oh well you know should children be learning ebonics in school like nobody's going to be teaching these children ebonics they already speak ebonics they're going to be using ebonics to teach them um but yeah you know like different uh comedians started stabbing at it there's tons of stupid racist uh political satire cartoons and everything that came just from that and people asking all those disingenuous questions um which is a roundabout way of saying Saying, no it's not a derogatory term um but <laughs> so, so maybe it helps it helped to gain some kind of visibility on this topic like it, it and then and then things improved from there is that what we're yeah. is that what you're saying yeah yeah exactly uh-huh cool and so in that way it's not like it's not completely negative no, no, not at all. Like I, I still put like hashtag Ebonics in some of my videos um, just because like I don't know what term you're familiar with. Like I said, as long as you're not calling it bad grammar, we're cool. If you want to call it Ebonics, cool. It's like if I can read somebody else calling it AAE, AAVE, whatever, cool. We're all good. Is it a dialect or a language? And what is the difference between a dialect and a language? And other than obviously it's very historically important to understand it, what do you think are the main benefits to learning it today? So the dialect versus language question is tough. <laughs> like there's, what, there's that famous quote, uh, a language is a dialect with an army and a navy. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I was diving into some YouTube videos today on, on the topic to, you know, so it was top of mind for, for our talk today. And a lot of people were saying that how, you know, the 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 standard language is just the version of the language that the people who have the power speak. And exactly. there was a power shift, then a different type of the language would be considered the standard and the other one would be considered an inferior, right? Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, I mean, it's it's something that linguists debate like all the time at like super high level. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, there are also all these other terms like, you know, like uh, like creoles and pigeons and stuff like that. You know, everybody refers to, you know, English at, or standard English or whatever. And they say, oh, yeah, English is a language or American English. But like 
it's a Creole too. Like English is like six different languages duct taped together. <laughs> so like it's it's the definition of a Creole if you look it up, which is basically what happens when you have people that speak different languages coming together and trying to figure out a way to communicate and they form what's called a pigeon. And then once they begin to have offspring and those offspring speak that pigeon language as their mother tongue, that's a Creole. And that's what English is <laughs> like. That is that's what happened with English, you know, folded over, you know, over the course of centuries, just people adding stuff and the grammar just changing, the pronunciation changing everything. And the same thing happens with other versions of English. The same thing happened with African-American English, you know, British English, Irish English, like everybody who speaks English is speaking a different version. Absolutely. And I've even heard the term um, sociolect. Yes. And someone was telling me that, like, they think that this is appropriate here because this, like, a dialect is usually created by regional boundaries. And a sociolect would be that it's created by social boundaries instead. And that that would be a difference here. Yeah, it, it sort of is and it isn't because um, like it is something that like a lot of black people have in common, no matter where you are in the United States. You know, if you're raised here amongst us, um, like a lot of us speak some version of it, but there are diff regional differences um, like black people in New York, for example, don't sound like black people from Texas. They don't sound like black people from California. You know, there's regional um, variants as well. So it's a sociolect with regional variants. You know, you can say that. It's more than just one regional way of speaking. It's something much bigger than that, right? Right, right. How do you think that it becomes that a language becomes sort of the monolith or like the main language? Like, is it just like some people have explained religion, like say, you know, Rome took over and then said, okay, we're now being Christian and not pagan. Is it like that with language that it's who takes power? That's what becomes the dominant language? So there's a really good video, if you can speak Spanish, <laughs> that uh, Linguriosa put out where she was talking about basically what we think of as the standard of any language is because of all these other different variants of the language existing. And then, you know, people with power, you know, people with the power to, you know, make a textbook or something like that, like they get to choose what is the official quote unquote version of that language, but like the standard version of whatever language only exists because of all the different versions of the languages that are being spoken. And it's just, you know, whoever has the power to, you know, make that book or teach that class. Um, for example, um, so something that's specific with African-American English uh, is the pronunciation of the word ask, ask versus axe. Like, I want to ask you a question instead of I want to ask you a question. You got that that hard kind of at the end of it. So that's originally from the word axion, right? From hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, but what happened is the pronunciation of the word um, got put into the Bible as ask, A-S-K. And everybody's like, that's how we're supposed to announce it, A-S-K, ask. Didn't matter that Shakespeare and Saucer were, were saying and pronouncing it as ass and writing it as acts for, you know, all, in all these other scholarly books. And really, it wouldn't have mattered too much except for, you know, prejudice and racism getting involved in a lot of Black people pronouncing it acts instead of ask. Um, but because it was in the Bible, that's sort of what won out. It was in the Bible and lots of people like were using that particular pronunciation and that spelling of the word. Um, so it could have gone the other way. Like if whoever was making those copies of the Bible way back when um, had gone with something that was closer to the ASEAN and went with ass. So let, let's switch gears a little bit here and come back to like, let, let's, connect this to culture, because now that we're getting into the topic of, you know, whoever's in power, just making decisions that decide the standards of, of the linguistics of any language, then um, 
what about the powerful uh, uh, group or leading group appropriating cultural aspects and, and elements of culture from uh, from other groups that are not in, in that situation, right? Um, right, right. So, like, it, it happens, like, a lot of times people will... I guess we're speaking about it in a very global way, right? Like it happens in in different places in different uh, in different yeah, ways. Yeah. But uh, but on this topic, especially, I think it's important because the culture of African Americans has been exported throughout the world as some kind of st- like Amer- American culture. So uh, in some ways, people see some elements of it as a standard American culture, whereas uh some americans might view it in, in in a different way right so so people have different biases about this and and so maybe you can i'm sure you have a lot to say on that because it happens a lot right yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> i actually kind of went a little crazy when i was trying to make a video about cultural appropriation last year it's like i have so much stuff written and like uh <laughs> just like sitting on a hard drive somewhere that i need to finally you know get get out there into the world um but as far as like because it is a touchy subject now it it actually kind of changed up the way that i make some of my videos because um i was getting lots of dms and comments saying hey don't teach people how to appropriate our language because with specifically like it's with the power dynamics and everything of, you know, the United States of America and with black people in this country, there's been a long history of, you know, take something that black people are doing that's really popular and put a white face on it. And now all of a sudden you can make tons and tons of money from it and people run away with it. You know, that's what happened with rock music, for example, we see that with like hip hop dancing and um, like just Elvis. Yeah, Elvis Presley is the shining example of take what black people are doing, put white face on it, make millions and millions. And as far as like with the language right now, it's kind of a touchy subject because um, a lot of what you see in like those little short social media, social media videos on like YouTube or TikTok and Instagram, where you've got these influencers that like, remember when I said like black people from like New York and Texas and California and whatever, like all have different regional variants, but like all these random white influencers that are from all these different parts of the United States all sound the same when they put on this little quote unquote black scent. And it's like, where did you get that from? (laughs) How come y'all all all sound the same? Like you are from Canada. She is from, you know, like California. Y'all should not have the exact same pronunciation of this word. Like the black people (laughs) over there don't sound like you. And that's part of it because we're like, hey, 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 this is our thing. Like, why are you coming into our thing? And so I, I, when I, originally set out to start making videos like my goal was always to educate about the language um but i had to like change up some of the style of like me making videos to make it more clear that i wasn't trying to just like teach everyone like how to you know take it and just like run with it for themselves um but it's also something that happens in like other languages. So like when I was learning Spanish, like I learned, like when you say like you like something in Spanish, you say me gusta. But like there's this other region like in Spain where like the people were saying like me mola or like molas, um, which is like the same thing. And that, you know, became appropriated through like the rest of Spain and people will say me mola, like to say that they like something in place of me gusta. So like it happens in, every single language there's there's always some sort of appropriation people think something's cool and they want to emulate that and i think that's perfectly fine there has to be like some level of respect like at least in my opinion which we don't really have as far as african-american english goes um one of uh one of my favorite people on tiktok um is, uh influencer name by the name of lynn penny i think she goes by like miss punny penny um and she does scott's word of the day like she speaks Scots natively and she um, teaches a different word from Scots and how to use it every single day. And it's great. But like 
if I was to say like, hey, Scots isn't a real language, everybody would be offended. Like, oh, yo, and, and you know, Scots has like a lot of similarities with the way that people tried to say it was just, you know, bad grammar and just like a bunch of nonsense and that it wasn't really a language and all this other stuff. But like now there's this respect, this level of respect that people have for it where you can teach it. We don't really have that respect because we still have like tons of people like including speakers of African-American English that we'll refer to it as like just a bunch of junk and slang and whatever. So when it comes to like cultural appropriation, um, it's a sore subject for a lot of people because there's not that respect. And, and while we're not getting the respect or, you know, just like the acceptance from people saying, Hey, yeah, that's a real thing that you have that exists. Like it's just people kind of taking that and like trying to use it to get like some social media cloud or, you know, get some brand deals, you know, like profit off of it, put it on a t-shirt or something like that. Like how yeah. many t-shirts and greeting cards with, uh, with the word, like I'm fleek on it. Have you, <laughs> did you see when that was like a big thing? Right. <laughs> That's funny. And the, the girl that like popularized that, like didn't get like anything off of it. And then people accused her of trying to capitalize on her brand, which she should have been allowed to when she tried to come out with a line of uh, beauty products or something like that called on fleet. They're like, Hey, what are you doing? You can't do that. It's like, dude, y'all are literally putting the thing that I said on t-shirts and telling them like, how come I can't make money off of the thing that I said? That's crazy. So do you think that people will see what we're doing right now, having a discussion about this topic uh, you know, putting on a YouTube, on a podcast, and that they might think that that's what we're doing right now? No, I don't think so. So, like, you you just by, you know, <laughs> the virtue of just being able to sit down here with me and talk about it is showing, like, the, the level of respect that, you know, that you have to, like, hey, I want to talk to somebody that, you know, has studied about this, that talks about this, you know, like, that. that's a sign of respect right there. Like, if you were to just, because um, I've seen <laughs> YouTube videos like this that exist where people just take like a bunch of clips and, you know, just say it doesn't work or, you know, it's broken or, you know, try to push that one agenda without having any actual critical thought or discussion on it. And that's not what's happening here. As a lot of the people who are listening or watching, they, you know, haven't ever encountered this. So we're talking about this thing and they don't even know some like real examples like okay we just had vocabulary like on fleek so what is that like how would you interpret that for uh and, and remember that the people who are watching listening they're probably learning english and they're speakers of another language who don't even live in the united states so they're not familiar right. with like the internal uh you know racial tensions and 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 how that is playing out you know what i mean right 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 yeah and like the people in that situation, like I have like tons and tons of free passes because I know they don't know. <laughs> My wife is from Russia. So that's kind of our audience is people from other countries who like they didn't grow up with that around them, you know? Right, right. But probably they had something similar in their country in history because, you know, this has happened so like like in our country, this was a huge, very, like the biggest example, su such a big, you know, migration of people. Uh, and it, it was just like the worst example. Right. So, um, right. so like maybe they've seen something in their country, but they don't understand the nuances of the, of, of, of the North American experience. Right. 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 It's just like I got, uh, for example, I'll get questions about um, Brazil, for example. Brazil has like the highest amount of black people outside of Africa, aside from the United States. I think they actually are like number one. I think they might have surpassed us. Um, but it's like 55 percent or something like that of the country like self-identifies as having some sort of African ancestry, but like black people and white people in Brazil speak the same Portuguese. There's no like African Portuguese, like that variant that they're speaking or that only the black people are speaking. And that has a lot to do with the reason or that has a lot to do with like segregation in the United States. And um, uh, for example, most of like modern African-American English has uh, changed and got more distinct from um, general American English 
after the Great Migration, after slavery, um, because that's when you got, you know, a bunch of different black codes saying, hey, you can only be, you know, here. You can only live in this neighborhood with like redlining and stuff like that. You can only go to these schools like you have to be completely separate. And, you know, like if you look on a map and you say, OK, like this is where Spain is. This is where Spanish started, but like all these people way over here on this other continent, they speak Spanish, but it's like a little bit different. Nobody thinks that's weird. They're like, yeah, of course, you know, they're, you know, thousands of miles away, but you can create variants in a language like without geography. Like you can do it just by saying, hey, y'all people stay over here on your side and y'all like, <laughs> stay amongst yourselves. And we're going to be over here and everything that we put on the television and the radio is going to be catered towards us. Like if it's a big enough city, you guys might get, you know, your own black station that you listen to. And it's just the black people that are listening to the black station, you know. So that's where, like, if you do that for long enough, you will get uh, at minimum another accent or a completely different version of the language, which is what happened. And that stuff, that type of stuff. For example, didn't happen in Brazil. Like the people stayed mixing between each other. So you don't have a very like that the language of Portuguese um evolved separately from you know Portuguese and Portugal, but everything evolved together in that one country. Whereas in our country, stuff went <laughs> just in all different directions. Will language eventually become so there's like one language that everyone speaks or will it become more diverse and how will it be in five years versus 10 years versus 100 years? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I think there won't be one language with the like without other languages, right? Like right, right. now we have Eng English is the lingua franca the main language that is used between other people. And um, it could be another language in the future, uh, you know, Chinese, Hindi, but right now it looks like English is in a good position to stay here for a while. English will continue to be really strong and that a lot of languages that have a low amount of speakers, they will disappear. I think that more language, more small languages will disappear like they always do, not necessarily directly because of English, but like if you look at an example of like Nigeria or some regions of India or some other places in the world, you've got like hundreds of languages in a very small area. And so you've got, you know, out of a hundred, five are the main language. And then, out of, and then out of those five, you've got one that all of those people can speak to each other. And then you've got English outside of that and maybe a different official language for the country and they just become less used. And so uh, English is the least at risk of that right now. Right. Yeah, I would agree. Like um, I do foresee a lot of the smaller languages, unfortunately dying off um, at the same time, there's what, like 8 billion people in the world and like all of like the major languages that most people, uh, most Western people think of is like English, Spanish, French, German. What, what else you got in there? You got like Dutch, Russian, like you got all these other languages that people kind of know of. But like if you add them all up, like they barely get to like four billion. So like what do these other four billion people speak? <laughs> because that's that's a lot of people that don't speak like some major language like even even if you add up the people who speak you know multiple different languages you know they like you still have billions of people that don't speak any of the things that people that western people traditionally think of when they think of you know um languages that other people speak yeah and then when you throw dialects in there and accents and yeah, 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 exactly. Like the, the thing, for example, where you have like Norwegian and Swedish and Danish, it's like it's literally like hard to understand dialects of the same language. And within those languages, there are dialects that are hard to understand. Um, uh, there was a person that commented on one of my videos that um, I think like she lived in Norway and she was saying that she had to have her mother come into like this hospital that uh, she was working in because there was this uh, there was 
this couple that came in from some random part of Norway that literally nobody could understand. They were speaking Norwegian, but nobody could understand their version of Norwegian. But like her mother lived there for a while or whatever, and she could. So like you still get that within the same language. So there's going to, I don't foresee it going down to one language anytime soon. Do you think it's better if more people start to speak a central language, like the way English has developed or like Chris mentioned, could be different in the future? I think you can lose part of who you are. So um, there's a video that one of my friends um, made uh, based off of, uh, this clip of Michelle Obama and like, I love Michelle. This is not a diss to Michelle Obama in any way. If anybody is listening to this, um, but she said uh, in the video, she said, you know, you have to learn to speak proper English, you know, and she said that other stuff won't get you a job, but it's like that other stuff like that, that is music to my ear. That other stuff sounds like home to me, you know, that other stuff like sounds you know, like my childhood, you know, what I grew up with, you know, like you can even expand it out further. You know, what if, you know, all these different um, black musicians way back in the day only focused on classical music, you know, for like, uh, (laughs) you know, your Chopin's and your, your Beethoven symphony and all, and they left that other stuff behind. We wouldn't have jazz. We wouldn't have rock and roll. We wouldn't have rap. We wouldn't have R&B and all this other stuff, if they only focused on, you know, what people had considered to be, you know, the the proper form of music and left that other stuff behind. So, and, and it goes like that with language, like that's us, that's culture. Like uh, you should, you should be brave enough to be, you know, yourself and who you are and sound like yourself. Um, that's what like really gets the language going forward and evolving and everything like language um, I say this so many different times, but like language does not belong to people that purport to teach it or the textbooks that purport to teach it. It belongs to the people speaking it. And it is forever evolving. I, when people say, oh, you have to speak it one way. Like, I don't agree with that at all. Like it's like, if you want your language to stay stagnant, like it's got to die. <laughs> the only languages that stay stagnant are the dead ones because nobody's doing anything cool with them. Nobody's innovating with them. Nobody's bothering to learn them. Um, nobody's making cool stuff with them. Like they they just stay there and then that's it. And you can point to like and, and to a certain word and say, yeah, that's the way that you're supposed to pronounce it. That's the only way that that people pronounce it. But like it it doesn't it doesn't really exist anymore. It's not living. It's not doing language stuff. It's just sitting somewhere in some crusty old book. You know, you touched on one one topic that we haven't talked about yet, code switching. And the example of Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, like, I feel like uh, Barack Obama strategically code switched at at some moments <laughs> in order to play off, like, to play yeah. off of this, uh, uh, this, uh, like, he built rapport with people um, by being a real guy. And he was able to code switch to show kind of like, that he was like, you know what I mean? Like that he, he used it in a different way at a presidential level. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's, um, code switching just, uh, just on the basic level is just, um, like switching between like two or more languages or two or more versions of language within, uh, within a conversation, you know, same thing, like if, you know, if I was to suddenly start speaking Russian and then you would understand and you would reply back to me in Russian, I don't speak Russian, so we can't, make a, <laughs> we can't yeah. do that person. That happens um, with my daughter all the time. She, you know, she switches between Russian and English. And so sometimes she'll like say half of a word using English and half of a word using Russian. And this it, it it just like reminds you again that she's trying to switch between the two and yeah, it can I, sound uh, inter- it can sound funny when when someone's switching between the two. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's funny. My um my friend um he has he has two kids um they're half Chinese so um 
and their their littlest one, their son, um, it's like two years old or something right now. And like, so he hasn't separated English and Chinese in his head yet. He just speaks both. And occasionally it's hard for his parents to understand him because like he's going between both in a way that they don't expect. But his daughter, who already went through that, and she's like, what, five or something like that now? Like she understands exactly what he's saying because like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, this, like, yes, he's he's saying this part of a word with this part of a word. Cool. I got the entire sentence. I understood it. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. With code switching, there's like um, a lot of what people get caught up on when, when we talk about code switching is the reason that people code switch. Um, you know, if both of us have the same code and we just want to, you know, switch it up because there are certain things that you can just express differently and better in a different language than you can in another one. Right. Like that's, you know, one reason to code switch. Another reason to code switch, which is the one that a lot of people think of in the United States um, when it comes to black people and speaking African-American English is like the, the power dynamic or will I be accepted? Will I be thought less of? If I say this, you know, in a certain way, so let me, let me stop. Let me say something quote unquote proper English or um, standard English or whatever to like, so that I don't, uh, so that people don't think that, you know, I'm a certain type of person. Um, right. uh, it, and sometimes yeah. people even, sometimes people will even like reduce it down to talking white and talking black. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> use your white voice for certain stuff. Like uh, you try to get through, you're trying to get, uh, like, for example, you try to call um, like customer service or so, something like that. And you put on your best white voice <laughs> <laughs> because you think people will like try to, will, will treat you differently or treat you better. Like, you know, it also works, you know, the other way too. Like, you know, you really? hear somebody on the phone, like, and it's like, okay, this dude is black. <laughs> Let me just switch it up. And it's like, hey man, what's going on? Like, oh, I got you, man. We we got you, we got you, we cool. <laughs> and we just keep on going. Like it um when I first uh when I was first out of high school, my very first job was in a call center. Um and occasionally I would get somebody on the phone and it was like, you know, they was black, and I was like, all right, and we would just we would just you know start talking just regular, you know um african-american english and we just uh and we just vibing whatever and um like it would help me connect with them a lot better you know to try to get them to change their long distance carrier that was a horrible horrible terrible <laughs> job um that's funny like, yeah but you know it was, it was a way to connect with them like i said you know like that other stuff sounds like home you know when you hear somebody that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like you like you are you know more willing to work with them and everything like that um but of course i got in trouble <laughs> for code switching on the phone like the people who were talking who were talking the exact same way because i didn't sound professional quote unquote so uh -huh. Like, yeah, there's uh so it's like to code switch or not to code switch. And that like is that's... the question. Do Justin Bieber and Justin Timberlake code switch? <laughs> I think they, I think they do. Like, it's like, it's in that weird. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, let, let me back up a little, let me okay. back up a little bit to, so, to what you said before about okay. like, it's never happened. That's, that's bogus. So one thing uh, one thing I need to make absolutely clear about African-American English is it is not exclusive to Black people. There are plenty of non-Black people that speak African-American English. You know, they or perhaps grew up around a lot of Black people, perhaps were raised by Black people. Uh, my uncle, for example, he has like an adopted uh, son um that as that was a white that was a white kid you know so like what what else is he gonna speak he's gonna hear the way that we speak and you know that's that's how his whole like um english language is gonna form based off of what he's hearing what's what's around what's around him um so you Absolutely. know these people out there exist and they speak it perfectly you know and the thing is like we can tell 
Like, you know, just like, you know, just like a native recipe, like your wife probably knows, like when you say something that, you know, no Russian would like ever say really. Yeah. Or like maybe you pronounce something that's a little bit off or whatever. Like, like there's a tell there's like a native speaker advantage where you can be like, ah, no, 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 no. Like you, <laughs> you're from someplace else. Like yep. despite how good you get at, at speaking the language is always like, it, you never really hit that native level. Right. So like it's the same thing so when you talk about like justin timberlake and justin beaver it's like yeah okay like y'all definitely hung around some black folks y'all y'all got y'all got a little something something you know i mean but we can tell <laughs> like y'all y'all be saying stuff wrong and like <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes it, sometimes it's like nails on a chalkboard we like ooh, please do not <laughs> do not say that no more or if you say it like that say it this way, like, don't use it in that context, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah. You know, I, w- when I was in Russia teaching English, I met this guy there and he had only learned English by listening to Eminem. And when he <laughs> spoke, I thought he was like any inner city kitty, the kid that I would have met, like in any, from any city in the States, you know? Uh, and he he was super fluent in English, but every time that he expressed himself, it came out closer to African American English than standard yeah. English. And so I was always like amazed in trying to to define what it was specifically that he had done to to get there, you know. Um, and so, like, what about Eminem? Is he in the club or is he not in the club? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no Elm Elm is clearly in the club, man. Like, there's like. I, I've never heard Eminem say anything that had me like, yo, what, what, how did you just say what? Like, I've never heard that. I mean, like, I haven't watched, you know, thousands of hours <laughs> of interview footage to like, like you, I, nothing has ever set my ears off. And like, you know, you're the, the example that you gave, like, is actually a really good example of like how to, you know, learn how to, you know, speak like a native. It's the, the trick that all the immigrant kids do that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them do it because they feel bad about the way they speak or they're getting teased about it and they want to improve their accent. So like they pick a person and they, you know, just parrot back exactly what they say and how they say it, and they get it. There's um, uh, there's a really popular uh guy on like Instagram and TikTok by the name of Jay Cho. It's this Korean guy, and like he immigrated to the United States when he was like four or something like that, and he really liked the way that like all the the New York rappers and stuff like that sounded. So, like he based his entire English off of like Wu Tang, <laughs> and like yeah. there's. I can't differentiate between him speaking like English and like some other like New York black person speaking English. Going back to what I said about like the regional, you know, dialects and versions of African American English, like he hits New York black man English, you know, perfectly because because that's the English that, you know, that he learned. Like and <laughs> um when you look yeah. at like people uh, again, like you say, Justin Timberlake, Beaver, uh, Woe Vicky, like all these other like, you know, personalities that are out there like, oh, I'm from the streets. Like, yo, I'm not from the streets. <laughs> I'm not from the streets. And I sound not like that. But no, I mean, like, <laughs> like, yeah. yo, that's that's not how people from the streets sound like you sound like you watch people from the streets from a distance. that's funny so i have another another question there was this term that came up a few times when i was uh trying to learn more about this topic and i honestly honestly don't know what it means so what does stan culture mean stan oh so that's um so you know the eminem song stan yeah yeah so that's where the word originated from. So like Stan is just like a super fan, you know, somebody that would, you know, be out there like, like basically um, it, it's describing like Stan culture is like you, you are like 100% for this person. You don't care what they do. Like you're there with them. You're there ride or die. 
you know, they can do no wrong in your eyes. You're still going to be there supporting them and everything like, you know, um, this is mostly like about influencers. Um, not, not just influencers. It could, it could be anybody like, you know, you could stand your best friend, for example, like, yo, I stand you, man, I stand you. I'm going to be right there with you. Not me. (laughs) Come what may we go in there, ride or die. Okay, cool. So yeah, I've got like a bunch of, uh, vocabulary that I think would be really cool to like, to get your take on like how you might explain that to someone who, like I said, might be from a different country and not, you know, they're approaching Eng- like learning English as a foreign language. And here's all these other words and things. And a lot of their teachers are call- are saying this is slang or maybe the- that some of it isn't right. Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, cool. So, okay, what's, what's a crib? A <laughs> crib, that's a... Uh... That's your house. Um, so like I, like I'm in my crib right now. Um, like uh, I'm about to go over, I'm gonna go over to my friend's crib uh for a couple hours and go play some video games or whatnot. Um, you know, just some place where like it's the place where somebody lives, where you live or somebody lives. Yeah. What about a whip? Uh it's a car. <laughs> yeah, just what like about a, <laughs> what about a beef? Beef is, uh, I use beef so much. I forgot, like, how do I discuss? So beef is when you have like a problem with somebody, like, yo, somebody at work got beef with me because, um, uh, because they said I was trying to, I was trying to talk to their customer and like, I should have left them alone. I should have came and got them first. So now we got beef. And, you know, they, they don't want to look at me. Like they keep on, uh, uh, they keep on bad mouthing me to the boss or something like that. We, we got beef. What are kicks? Kicks. Uh, so those are shoes. Uh, there's a bunch of, so shoes is like a regional thing. The word, the, the way that we, or the word that we use for shoes is regional. So like kicks, that's like a, that's like an East coast thing. It's like a New York thing. So what is a grill? A grill that's um when you get uh uh like uh, it's your teeth like you get your teeth replaced with like you know um like diamond or gold or like uh, there's also a thing that you can just put over your teeth that's called a grill and it's just like just a way to decorate your mouth it's the definition of put your money where your mouth is right exactly that <laughs> okay some verbs right to have something on lock it depends on the context or even like, you know, we're talking about language, like, yo, I got that Spanish on lock. That's why I'm working. That's why I'm working on French right now. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I have an understanding of it. Like I got it. I got it down. I, I know it real good, but like, it could also be uh, like, you know, if you're going to uh, like, if you prepay for something, um, for example, like uh, uh, I'm a huge street fighter fan. I got like street fighter figurines back here. It's like, yeah, I prepaid for street fighter six and that's coming out, coming out what, two months from now. So like, yeah, man, I got that on lock, <laughs> you know, it's done. Uh, what, what does it mean to holler at someone? To holler at someone. Okay. So, uh, this one's sort of generational. Um, so like older people uh, would say, like, I want to holler at somebody just mean I want to talk to you. Like my grandfather, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he would call somebody like and uh, like he would call his friend up. And if he wasn't there, he'd be like, well, uh, well, well tell Jeff, uh, tell Jeff when he get back and want to holler at him. You know, yeah. like I want to talk to him, you know, but to holler at somebody like um, the way that people use it now mostly is. Like you want to talk to somebody, like you want to like ask somebody out, um, to date somebody or something like that. Like, oh yeah, I'm trying to holler at that one girl that uh that I seen at that party the other day. Um, so and it's usually like it's usually men using it to talk about women that they want to uh to talk to. Like women don't really use it um to talk about men, like or they might say something like, Oh yeah, he was trying to holler at me. Uh, but it's usually like man, uh, a man doing something to the woman, not the other way around. What about to get played? To get played is to to get fooled, basically. Uh, <laughs> somebody got over on you. Um, uh, for example, like, you know, um, 
uh it can be even it can be something like a scam too like you know this one yeah. dude told me uh to give him to give him twenty dollars and he would watch my car for me uh but when i came back my car was there or my car was gone i got told man i got played yeah and w- what about to be played out uh to be played out is like something that's like went out of style for example on fleek is played out nobody says that <laughs> okay really nobody says that anymore nah <laughs> <laughs> if someone says i'm straight on that uh, it means <laughs> so, I want to say it means you're good, but like you're good. Can mean, like, <laughs> I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I'm straight on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm straight on that. It's like I understand it. You know, um, you can also just say like you don't have to say like I'm straight on that. Like there's a famous clip of Obama um at uh uh I think it's like this hot dog place in like dc or whatever where like the guy uh oh yeah he's like paying for his food and like the cashier is like oh like you, here's your change and he goes i'm straight he's, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like yeah it's fine i don't need it you keep it whatever like, like i'm straight can mean like tons of things too like i'm straight and i'm good like have like so many different meanings based off of context like like hey man you want to get something to eat nah man i'm straight it's like i'm not hungry or you say nah man i'm good like that means i'm not hungry like you fall down a flight of stairs you're like oh hey man you all right i'm straight i'm straight yeah it can mean that like i'm good i'm okay like it's depending on it's super contextual there's like literally like 50 different things it can mean well what does it mean to keep it 100 keep it 100 so um like to be truthful, basically, like it means you're telling the truth. Like, hey man, like, like let me just keep it one hundred with you. I never liked her. I never liked her, and I'm glad that you know y'all two is splitting up. <laughs> Some adjectives. What's it mean if something is bomb? Bomb is good. Um, so like this, like this is it's been a super resilient word because like. <laughs> Like, cause it, it evolved from like something being the bomb is meaning, meaning something like really, really good. And now people just say like bomb. Uh, a lot of people use it for, um, for food mostly now. So like, you know, like, uh, McDonald's got the bomb fries, for example, like, oh man, that food was so bomb, but like, you know, it can also be like some other stuff like, oh man, they selling these bomb jackets over there, uh, over there at Nordstrom. You got to check them out. Yeah. And this is also a situation where uh, in African-American English, a lot of speakers will use the word ass not yeah. to mean some a part of your body. And they might be right. They might say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we well, you can add the word ass to almost every almost any single word, every single word. And it will like depending on whatever, like, you know, man, my ass was talking to their ass, right? <laughs> Or he, or here with adjectives like bomb, like a bomb ass jacket. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Just like even better. Like yeah, you know, it it just gets crazier and crazier. Like yeah, that bomb ass jacket. Like dude, those some bomb ass shoes that you got, man. Where you get them from? It was like oh, yo, stupid ass. Probably paid too much for them. <laughs> right. And then in this case, ass is not like intensifying the adjective, but it's more referring to a person, right? Like. Like your yeah. ass, this yeah. phrase is more like you or yourself. And it's not so, so like a lot of people uh, who are learning standard American English might hear the word ass and think that this is like a, a curse word. Here it's part of just a standard expression, right? Yeah, exactly. It's uh like it's usually it's usually just like an intensifier or something or you know it like and it's not necessarily it's not a negative intensifier necessarily like you know like we just said bomb ass is like even better. Right? Like, or it's just like saying something is the shit. <laughs> like it's not bad, it's good. It's really good in fact. Intonation is also interesting here cuz it's always like bomb ass jacket it's never like bomb ass jacket yeah 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 it's uh, right so um there's a bunch of situations where intonation is really important in uh, african-american english like someone told me that this can- actually comes from uh yoruba uh, yeah because you're always tonal 
And that there's like, when you say the same word twice, especially like the adjective, then it's, it takes this from Europe. So, so the example was like, I got to get up early, early. Or he came home late, late. Yeah. 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 And so using the, like repeating the word twice, but with the intonation stressing the first word and it means like very something like this, right? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, actually no the linguistic term for this one. It's called epizuxis. So, oh. uh, yeah, it happens in it happens in a lot of different languages. Um, but yeah, just doubling up on the words like, oh man, like dude, I'm tired, tired, like or you know stuff like that. So, so it's like the first one is the stressed one, and the second one is like unstressed and like falling intonation. Um, and then also what you were saying about intonation, like in African-American English, um, cause like English just in general, doesn't really have formality. Like, you know, it's not like other languages where there's like a formal, like where there's an official grammatical for formal way to say stuff like Japanese adding like mas into whatever, instead of like wakaru is wakaru mas or wakarimasu. Like I, it's been so long since I tried to learn Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> um, for, in Spanish. Spanish has uted. Yeah, usted and, and all that. Russian yeah. has vu. Yeah. yeah. English doesn't really have that. We just kind of like, add a whole bunch of ornamental words and try to make stuff sound prettier like oh is there anything that i could help you with instead of like what are you looking for like can i help you sort of deal um with africa with african-american english tone comes into play a lot um so it's the tone is the formality of something you can say things like uh different ways based off of the actual intonation that you're using with whatever um whatever you're trying to express that's super interesting. Do you, I'd love to hear like an example of. Uh, um, or, you know, uh, like, for example, the, the best example is like, if you ever go to like a black church, uh-huh. <laughs> like, like the phrase, for example, like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you, know, you can use that. Like, people use that all the, all the time. Like, it's like, man, ain't nobody got time for that. Come on, let's go. But like, you could be in church and, you know, the, the preacher can be up there. Like, ain't nobody got time to not know Jesus. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and this is a special structure too, right? To have this negative at the at the beginning and then the double negative in the middle. This is another feature of African-American English. Yeah, yeah. We love us some double negatives there because the double negatives work in other languages like when they um, uh, enforce or strengthen the original negative. Um, And a lot of stuff that we say, like, uh, for example, we say nobody likes to do that. Don't nobody like to do that. Right, (laughs) right. Like intensifies it. Like, ain't nobody going over there instead of nobody's going over there or no one wants to go over there. Say nobody going over there. That expresses the exact same thing, but it's like just a little bit more intense. I have four example sentences, and the person who was teaching this was trying to kind of categorize them in ways that would make sense to uh, people who are learning standard English. And so they said that in African-American English, for a phrase like, he don't work here, that's present simple. Right. He ain't working here is present continuous. He ain't worked here, present perfect. And he ain't work here, past simple. I'm not sure if that's correct, but it would be so, it would make everything so helpful if you could just break everything down so pretty like that, right? <laughs> yeah, they can... Um they all mean something slightly different so uh what was the first one again uh let's see the first one was he don't work here he don't work here like yeah in pronunciation also like i have a note like uh the d of don't might be dropped in a lot of pronunciation so it's more like he don't work here yeah yeah um it it depends on like dropping the d depends on um depends on what you what you said before like you hear it more with i like i don't like i don't know uh-huh. like like i I'll, I'll be doing none of that um like he don't like he don't yeah you it depends on where you are like you might hear he don't you might hear he don't um 
yeah, he don't work here. Um, just like answer to the question, like, yeah, he don't work here. He doesn't work here. That's like equivalent. That's yeah. not adding anything else to it. And then the, the next one was he ain't working here. Yeah. He ain't working here. Like, so that means he works there, but like, he's not there right now. Like, so it can right be now. Yeah. Of- so present continuous. Yeah. 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 He's not there right now. Um, like it can also mean that he doesn't work there. Um, like he's working, but just not here. Right. Um, he works like at that other place now. He's not working. Yeah, yeah exactly. It could be a different job or something like that. Like, yeah, like I know it also says I know this person. Like, cause I would say he don't work here. Like I could say he don't work here to somebody like, yo, I don't, I don't know who that is, man. Like he don't work here. Right. Like, he ain't working here. It's like, all right, I know this dude and I know yeah. that they ain't working here right now. Or they have, you know, maybe they <laughs> like have never worked here and they're working someplace else. Or like, you know, what you said down the road or whatever, but like, it implies I know that person. That's true. That, that nuance. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the next one was, he ain't worked here. Like he ain't worked here. Like again, like I know the person and I know like they have not worked here. Mm-hmm. Um, like he ain't worked here. Like you might want to try, you know, uh, the one across town or whatever, but like, yeah, he ain't worked here. Okay. And so this is more like present perfect. We could add in some kind of uh, like phrase that shows some amount of time. Like he ain't worked here in three months. Yeah. 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 That like, works too. Like he hasn't worked here in three months. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. And then the last one was he ain't work here. Yeah. So like, that's like full stop. He did not work here. Like he has yeah. never worked here at all. And that one would confuse me. Like if I, if I was talking to someone and that like my, I wouldn't automatically think that this is like past simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, um, like, he ain't read this and he ain't read this. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this is a difference between past simple and present perfect. Uh, is there any slang in black American vernacular English? Like a word that would be considered slang or is it all? Yeah, there's, there's definitely slang. So it, every, every language has slang. Um, it's, um, now I have to think of an example of it's hard it's like hard to a, separate, right? Because so many people just call all of it slang. And yeah, yeah, exactly. so it's hard to like separate which aspect is slang and which aspect is standard African American English. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, like whip, for example, that's slang. Like, you know, just regular old people not saying like, hey man, you see my whip? Like, no. <laughs> No regular person is going to say that. You know, you're going to hear that in a song. You're going to hear that, like, in in some TV show or something. You're going to hear some kids say that, maybe. But, like, you're not going to hear, like, a regular person, like, refer to a car as a whip unless they're, you know, trying to to say something, like, cool slang or whatever. Um, What about about bay? Is bay uh, slang or is that standard? Yeah, that's slang too. Like it's, um, it hasn't really like, it's, it's weird. It's difficult to say because like so many people use it, but like, yeah, it it is slang, but like, it's hard to like, it's sort of like, you know, it when slang like finally crosses the line to become like mainstream, like cool, for example, cool was slang for a super long time. Like cool started with African-American English. It was popularized in, in jazz clubs and then people started saying it. And then, yeah, it became this thing that everybody said. Um, And then now like nobody really thinks of cool as slang. It's just something that we say. Um, uh, But like, that would be an example of something like of a feature because like, you know, in African-American English, everybody would say like, I'm cool. Don't worry about me. And like, that's, not really slang like yeah. like not anymore it's like hey i'm okay don't worry about me i'm cool don't worry like we cool we cool don't worry about it you know that's not really slang <laughs> like yeah it's kind um, of in the same category of like you cool you good you straight another phrase that people use a lot is bet and <laughs> yeah. so i don't like that's not slang right that's just the standard aspect of this. that's not slang with us like a lot of Gen Z uses it as slang because they they got it from us. But like, yeah, so bet is just like, 
like it's like saying okay like the way most of us use it is just like we're saying okay like hey uh like we're gonna go to the movies at seven all right bet it's like oh it's just saying all right okay i understood you i get it i got it we're good this actually reminds me of uh another feature of african-american english um where it's like bad is good for example uh-huh. like and this this exists in like this must have come from Africa because like so many different like Africans do this as well, where it's like you take like the negative and you flip it into like the positive, you know, like, I mean, Michael Jackson made that song or made that album bad, made the song bad. He's like, bad is good. Like, dang, that dress is bad. I mean, that's a really nice looking dress. Right. But like it, you know, it come or it, it, it gets taken to like other level, like people would consider that slang, However, that's just like a regular feature of African-American English. It works with other other words, too, like stupid. Like if somebody is stupid at like, yo, that dude is stupid at that game, which means like he's so good, it's stupid. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like, we'll just build on that. Dude is stupid. Like, he's broken with it, man. Like he's sick with it. Dude's just, ah, like, man, I threw up looking at this dude, man. I, I <laughs> Uh, like and all of that is just because they're just so good at that one thing or it's like oh man is like man's got too much money's got ridiculous money man like nutty money (laughs) you know just like crazy like you just say the you say the negative but it's actually the positive just to just to express how ridiculous something is or like how how good something is it's like that's that's not slang that is a feature of the language that you know, if you are like looking at it from the outside, you would think that like stupid or, you know, like crazy, nutty, ridiculous, whatever I'm saying is a slang word, but it's not slang. It's just me trying to find the most ridiculous thing that I can say to express how good something is. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the word nasty even comes into yeah. this category. Like he's nasty at that. At yeah. He- like he's a he's nasty at basketball or something like this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, man, that dude is dastardly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's one of the things I absolutely love about the language. There was um there was a tweet uh from like Robin Seed. She's the uh, the creator of the HBO series Black Lady Sketch Show, and like the uh I think it was like uh, when season two premiered. And she was, uh, she tweeted that she got so many replies, like something wrong with you, girl. Like, oh my God, you girl, you're so crazy. You need to get help. <laughs> like, this is like, this is wild. Oh my God. I'm calling your mom. I'm calling the police. <laughs> All of that <laughs> was to say, you're doing such an amazing job. The show was so funny. I can't believe the show is so funny. It was all praise, you know, but it's like from, if you're just looking at the messages on the surface, like not knowing how we express like that sort of praise, you'd be like, they just told you that you needed to call a psychiatrist. Like they don't <laughs> <like you. laughs> That's funny, man. This has been such a great call. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I'll just, uh, I want to leave it with, cause we talked about a lot about the language, but I just want to reiterate like the most important takeaways about the language that I would uh, want anybody to know is um, like I said before, one, it's not exclusive to Black people. Um, like plenty of non-Black people um, speak it. Um, it has rules. It has a structure. Um, it's like it's rule governed and all of that. And it's like perfectly fine and socially acceptable. Just like sort of a general message I have to anyone that teaches English. Because um, it's very easy, especially for people who are trying to learn English to fall into the trap of, you know, saying something that, you know, isn't socially acceptable in all these contexts to, to say that, you know, it's bad or that you shouldn't say it, but then you hear like Americans <laughs> say the phrase, for example, the phrase, I ain't, I ain't got no, um, there are people that will like tell you that that's bad English and not to say it, but then when you hear a lot of people saying that, like, especially when it comes to African-American English, you think, oh, well, Black people speak bad English because they said this thing that my professor told me not to say or that my book told me not to say. Like, just, like, teach it. Like, let people know that there are other options. Like, you can say, hey, 
everybody understands that lots of people use that it's not like uh like you wouldn't use it in this setting but you'll definitely hear lots of people saying it so you need to know what it is what it means and how to use it super useful thank you so much ek thank you for tuning in to english world with chris americos now it's your turn. Don't just listen to English, speak English with us every day. Join our English Everyday Speaking Program today. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.